Welcome to The Rock Church and World Outreach Center. We pray that this message will strengthen and encourage you. Now here's a message from one of our special guests. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. Come on, give it up for Jesus, everyone in this place. Amen, amen. God is good. Please be seated. Pastor Jim, Pastor Deborah, I just wanted to say, um, you know, straight away, exactly 20 years ago, I met, met you for the first time. And uh, I remember that conference in Canada where I, I was invited and you, was, you were invited to the men's conference and we both were speaking at the conference. But then in the middle of the conference, we were sitting in a green room and you started to ask me these interesting questions about my family, my life, my, uh, my wife, my uh, daughter, my son. And uh, little did I know back then that that conversation will change my life completely because of what you, Pastor Jim, said to me personally at, uh, about our you know, personal life and family and finances. So I just wanna thank you one more time for being a pastoral in our life. And come on guys, can, can we give bigger round of applause to the man and the woman of God? Dan and Jess, thank you for being such a great and fantastic friends for us. We need any any pastor in the ministry, we need friends like them. Come on, somebody. Amen. And uh, tonight I brought my wife, beautiful Vera. And for the first time, our daughter is with us. Diana is here too. Come on, give them a bigger round of applause as well. I love this church. Anybody loves this church? I feel myself at home. Uh, let me tell you this. No, nothing is making a pastor feels good when something is not working in another church. So when, when there was no sound, I turned to Vera and I said, yes, yes, we are, we are not alone. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? I was so happy. Anybody ready for the word of God this, uh, this night? Come on. Father God, thank you so much for this beautiful and amazing night. I believe it's not Jenya who is going to be speaking tonight. Holy Spirit, you're going to be talking to us in the next 35 minutes. And you're going to impart something. You're going to bring something into our lives. We're going to leave this place refreshed, blessed, and more anointed than we came here. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray, amen, amen. Tonight, I'm going to be speaking on comfort food. Comfort food. Anybody likes food in this place? Come on. Come on. Any Mexican, beautiful Mexican people here? I, I, I don't know about you. I do look skinny, but boy, I love food. I love food. And all of us, we do have our comfort food which which we used to from the childhood years anybody 
anybody got one of those comfort foods from your childhood experience or from your grandma's place? Anybody had one of those? I, I was so blessed with grandfather and a grandmother. And every time during uh, my parents lived in another place, then my uh, older folks lived. So every summer time, I used to spend all my summer uh, holidays with grandma and grandpa. And that's how I developed that, you know, uh, the comfort food experience. In, in my life, it would be the pork shanks. Come on, somebody. It, it, would be, it would be something which my grandma would put and uh, she would cook for 17 hours. Something like that, you know. And it's, it's supposed to be always meat dishes. Meat dishes. We we were not uh, we were not uh, you know uh, rich or anything like that. So I remember from the childhood years. I remember how I used to love the potato and eggs. Anybody loves potato and eggs? Nice fried potato and some eggs in the middle of all of that. I, I remember, uh, you know, when Pastor Darko came to, the guy who started our church in Ukraine, he came to start a church and there was a bunch of Australians would come with him and I was playing bass at evangelistic meetings because I was not saved back then in 1992, 27 years ago, I was 22-year-old kid playing on a bass guitar. I was invited to play for this evangelistic crusades, did not know God, did not know Christ, did not know the Bible at all. And they said to me, would you play for the evangelistic concert? I said, well, I don't understand what is this. So these guys used to pay us five bucks per night. And I was interested in money. I was not interested in Jesus or anything like that. But they said, we're going to pay you five bucks a night. I said, I'm going to play for Jesus, for Muhammad, for Buddha. I will play for anybody for five bucks a night, you know? And then after the concert, it was a gig, the concert, they would invite us to the restaurant. And the, the main guy who would come from Australia, he said, you should order anything from the menu. And I remember our musicians, the friends, they would order steaks, they would order some expensive fish. And I turned to the waiter and I said, can I have a couple of eggs? Darko was laughing so hard, he could not believe. He said, Zhenya, Zhenya, you should order some. But I'm like, yeah, I will, but I want some eggs. <laughs> Anybody is craving some time for the comfort food? Come on, sometime. And that's what happens. We get used to things like that in our lives. And that comfort food becoming our main food in life. Well, when it comes to the spirituality, do you know that this is a comfort food for all of us? Come on, somebody, come on. This is supposed to be our potato and egg salad. Come on, when you, when you are sad, this is your comfort food. When you are tired, this is your comfort food. When you need a miracle, this is your comfort food. Come on, are you guys with me tonight? In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, it says this, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, Now may God of peace... 
make you holy in every way. May God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Here we can see that Apostle Paul refers to all three spheres of every person's life. Body, which is physical, soul, which is emotional, and spirit, which is spiritual. Now, when it comes to physical and emotional, we mostly understand that we grow with our habits, tastes, passions, depending on the culture we were raised. Come on, amen? If you were raised in a specific culture, that's how you develop that, for example, comfort food. That's how you get that into your own life. For example, in Ukraine, I am Ukrainian who lives in Miami now, but I feel in Ukraine we have that thing called sala. Sala, come on, say with me, sala. Sala means pig's fat. When you kill the pig and you take the raw piece of fat and you put it into the freezer and then in about a couple of hours you slice it, slice it and put it on the bread and you eat a piece of salad. Many people would say this is so disgusting, but we Ukrainians, we love our piece of salad. <laughs> but do you, are you agree that many of us, we do have our disgusting food? Some of the food you guys eat. I remember I came for the first time in California, and I have a good friend. His name is Pastor Steven Johnson down in San Diego area. And he said, Jenya, I want you to try these jalapenos. Well, I didn't know what jalapenos was, and he, he got a bunch of those jalapenos. And I thought, well, it's like a green beans. So what do you do? You just, you just take the green beans, and yeah, every time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I turned red in 10 seconds. I could not believe that was not jalapenos. Those jalapenos were spelled with H-E-L-L-O-P. I could not talk for 10 minutes. I could not feel anything for 10 minutes. I could not, I don't remember anything. I was not, I was not sure where I was back then in that day. Well, right now we are in Miami. Miami is such a melting pot with different people. Uh, we got a Cuban who is playing bass guitar. We got um, a person from Salvador, people from Nicaragua, people from uh, any, any country, any country you think about in Latin America, we got, we got some of those people. And do you know how it's, it's interesting? We are all together worshiping the same Jesus. Come on, somebody. <laughs> worshiping same God, speaking different languages, speaking different accents, but still, Everybody take comfort food inside of their spirit. Well, uh, I don't know if we got that video. I, I found that video on YouTube. It's how Americans try 
Russian food. Would you like to watch a couple of minutes of video how Americans try, uh, sp uh, you know, that comfort food from Russia? I don't know if we, if we have that video. Please, can you please show us the video? <laughs> Americans try bizarre Russian foods. It doesn't smell terrible, but it looks weird as hell. It definitely smells kind of coleslaw-y. Oh! Oh, no! It's like fish with purple mayonnaise on top. It tastes like the fish ocean. Fish with purple mayonnaise. It has a very like dirt-like aftertaste, which, you know, I like dirt. I ate dirt growing up. The Russians go to space. I wonder if they make the astronauts eat that Russian Bologna. It smells normal. It smells bologna-ish. This is, this is the color of the zombies on The Walking Dead. I've never had bologna. Mm -hmm. That's bologna. I'd say this tastes like purchasing a Dell computer. Just no joy. Yeah, it doesn't really taste like anything. I actually like it, to be honest. Natasha, can I have your bologna? Natasha. No. Only if you give Boris. me fish covered in beets. Pickle tomato. Mm. Oh, that's so pickled. Now this is tough. This is so hard. It's so wet. Thanks. Mm. Ooh, it's good. What a flavor. Wow, the garlickiness of it helped me get through it. Oh, this tastes like cement through acid on my grandmother. Like I would blend that and drink it. Mm. <laughs> I like it so much. You're wrong. <laughs> Meat gelatine. smells good, but why? why? I don't know. This is my favorite comfort food, I'm telling you. Mm-mm. Like, the taste is fine. It just, yeah. it tastes like, you know, chicken pot pie, whatever. It's the texture. Oh my god, this is so gross. You brought us Tetris, but you also brought us this, so it's, we're kind of back at zero. This is what you would eat at the capital of the Hunger Games. <laughs> Salo! It's a raw pig fat. What? This is really, really weird. I'm not getting any smell at all. Why must you do this to me? This has already gone horribly wrong. Oh, I'm already a greener. It's so tough. It's so salty. Oh, you're gonna kill me. I think I'm into it. If I had to choose between the meat jello and this, I would take like 20 of these. As far as meat-related items, this might be the best, maybe. I would say this is probably the best thing that we've had oh, today. <laughs> Come on. There is some different flavors and different stuff from our life. It's interesting when, when you fly from Ukraine or from Russia and somebody's opened their bag and they got a piece of salad and the whole plane is filled with nice smell. Amazing, amazing. It's interesting how our earth is made of different nationalities and different countries and different tastes. But yet, God says, come to me and be in one kingdom, come on somebody, and be in one church from this capital C, are you guys with me? In the physical world, different people have different tastes as we develop those depending of where we were born.
our culture, our family. We all have our wrong comfort fruit from the childhood, but the interesting thing is, when you change your environment, you change your comfort food. That's interesting thing. Uh, I remember I, I tried sushi for the first time. My wife and I, we tried sushi for the first time. We were 25. 25 years old, it was 90, sometime about 1995, we were 25, never tried sushi before, and the first reaction was, yeah, how can you eat raw fish? Well, I love sushi these days. Come on, if you want to invite me and treat me well, go, let's go to the sushi place. Well, we Pastor Jim, we go to the steakhouse, I understand that. <laughs> That's true. I, uh, I, I love guacamole now. Anybody love guacamole here in this place? I, I, I remember we used to come to California and our friends eat guacamole like crazy with the spoon, with anything you got. Every, every, anything you eat, you eat with a guacamole. And we're like, how can you eat that stuff? Ah! Ah! Well, now when we are in America, we are like, I get used to, I actually craving for some guacamole in my own life. So see, the, you can change your taste. You can, it does not matter where you were born, you can change your taste. Does it say you something about this? It does not matter where you were born. You could be born in a different country, spiritually speaking, but then you come to one kingdom. Come on, somebody. But then you come to one church. Then you learn from the word of God. Then you develop the new taste in you. Do you know there are, there are some Christians who never read Bible because that's how they were raised? They never pray because that's how they were raised. They never give because that's how they were raised. And we never should judge those people because, let's be honest, that's how they were raised. So that's why you need a church in Miami to get all of those people from Latin America, from Russia, from those different countries and teach them the word of God because they need to learn how to eat new spiritual food. Last Saturday we had a special service with people who would give their testimony. And this girl, his, her name is Katya, Catherine. She said these things. She said, I came to this church one and a half years ago. I could hardly give anything into the offering. My offering was like three US dollars. And I felt ashamed because I gave such a small amount of money, but she still give. Well, she said now, 18 months later, she runs three businesses. Her offerings every weekend is more like into hundreds of dollars, God has blessed your life, and it is, and she said, Pastor Jenny, Pastor Vera, thank you so much for teaching us a new way to live our life. That's what happens when you start to implant all of that comfort food in somebody's life. 
One lady came to us, and this is a, that was an interesting story, I, I mean, happy story. Another story, another lady would come to me, and she said, Pastor Zhenya, I did not give offerings because she came late, and she said, I did not have a chance to give the offering, and she, could, she would give me $5 in the offering. That's in America. This is in America, in United States, in Miami. And I said, well, please don't give it to me. Put this into the envelope, and our ushers would take it. But she said, no, 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 you don't understand. Can I have $3 back? I could not believe what I heard. I, I, I mean, what do you mean, give me three? She gave me five bucks and she said, can I have three dollars back? I, I, and then, you know, Holy Spirit stopped me and he basically, he gave me this message. It's not her fault. That's how she was raised. But now it's your responsibility to teach this lady. Come on, somebody. It's now it's your responsibility to get you, her to use to a new spiritual food so that new spiritual food would become normal in this person's life. Are you following me this tonight? Come on, let, let's give a big round of applause to our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go with me to Revelation chapter 10. Revelation chapter 10, we're going to read from verse 8. It says this. Then the voice from the heaven spoke to me again. Go and take the open scroll from the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and told him to give me the small scroll. Yes, take it and eat it, he said. It will be sweet as honey in your mouth, but it will turn sour in your stomach. So I took a small scroll from the hand of the angel and I ate it. Come on, guys. God is saying to us, we actually need to eat this book. We need to eat this book. Amen. So I took the small scroll from the hand of an angel and I ate it. It was sweet in my mouth, but when I swallowed it, it turned sour in my stomach. Then I was told, you must prophesy again about many people, peoples, nations, languages, and kings. So you see, we need to understand, without putting this book first into our stomach, we got nothing to say. Now we got, now we got nothing to say. The, angels of the, the angel of the Lord said, what you need to do, you need to take this book and you need to put this book inside of you. This book should become your comfort food in your own life. Come on, can you say amen? It should become a comfort food in your life. And then you said, you can go and you can speak to the peoples and nations and kings and languages 
Just tonight we were talking with Pastor Dan, and I said, how is it going, Dan? You, you've been in such a big transition over the past few years, and, uh, uh, you know, speaking all the time, the, the, the church, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and uh, this is what every pastor is facing, is preparing a new message, you know, speaking new, new stuff, and, and uh, teaching people, and teaching people. That's, but that's how we are doing. We put this book in inside of us first and then out of that we just give it away to people come on somebody amen so tonight I want to give you five simple thoughts on a comfort food are you ready to write them down number one spiritual food as important for every human as a physical food it is as important for every human as a physical food. Let's go with me to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, if you got your Bible with you, let's go to Matthew chapter 4, and we're going to read from verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, come on, say with me, 40. For 40 days and 40 nights he fasted and became very hungry. Talking about, spiritual, talking about physical food. During that time the devil came to him and said, If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No, I love his, you know. He said, No. <laughs> The scripture says, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I believe the spiritual food is supposed to become our comfort food. So when you are sad, you eat spiritual food. When you don't know what to do, you eat spiritual food. I, I, I went and uh, looked for the definition of uh, the comfort food, comfort food, and uh, I found this interesting thing. Comfort food, that's a definition I, I found on Google, uh, on Wikipedia, so it's probably true. Um, <laughs> comfort food is a type of food that people eat when they are sad, worried, or stressed. Isn't it interesting? It's a type of food people eat when they are sad, worried, or stressed. Listen to this. It's often sweet. We were talking about just now. Eat this book. It will become sweet. Come on, somebody. It's often sweet, sometimes fatty. Fatty. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not a vegetarian. I, I, I thought I, I might just mention this. I need to be careful, I'm, I'm speaking in California now, so. <laughs> Sometimes fatty food that people ate as children. This is, that's why this is so important, Pastor Dan and Jess bring our kids to church. Because that comfort food is supposed to become their food. So we're not going to teach them over the years, but they understand, no, 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 I need to eat and I need to feed myself with the comfort food every day. 
Isn't it clear that God's word is that food for all of us? In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, it says this, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your soul. It's amazing how many times when you are weary and you are nervous and you, you don't know what to do, you just, you just read one psalm or one passage from the Bible or you just pray in tongues for like 30 seconds. Isn't it wonderful how everything around you is changing completely? That's because you eat comfort food, which is a spiritual food, which is the Bible. So number one is the spiritual food as important for every human as uh, physical food. Number two, we need to develop our taste for spiritual food. We need to develop our taste for spiritual food. We just read that this book has a taste. It is addictive in a good sense. Spiritual food is very tasty. Very tasty. I don't know about you, but my wife, any, any ladies in the house? Come on, any ladies in the house? My wife, when she cooks something and it's good, she always wants me to try it. And anybody knows what I'm doing? She's kind of like, she, I'm sorry, honey, I'm not, I'm not saying that you are grandma or babushka. You are, you are running after me with a spoon. You should try this. You should try this. Well, if this would be horrible, she would not do that. But because it's a good food, it has a taste. This book has a taste. And when you understand how good it is, you cannot help yourself, but you want other people to know the taste as well. You want to share it. Come on, somebody. You want to share it with other people. Go, come on. Oh, you need to try this. This is so good. And other people are like, oh, what's wrong with you? But, but you cannot help. And there are going to be some people who will reject. But trust me, there are going to be some people who will, oh, that's a guacamole. That's nice. Some Christians will give you jalapenos. I believe Pastor Jim, the forbidden fruit was tasty as well. That's why Eve wanted to try Adam to try it as well. Come on, let's ha have a try. <laughs> or maybe she wanted to kill him, I don't know. <laughs> it has a taste. Don't we as Christians should have a taste? I believe every child of God who is full with the Holy Spirit, who is full with God's word, has a taste. And some people will reject it, but boy, oh, so many people need your taste. So many people need your words. Don't be silent. Come on, somebody. Don't be silent. Keep speaking. Keep talking. Keep sharing that food with many, as many people as you can. Come on, let's give it up for Jesus one more time in this place. Amen. Number three. Number three. Sometimes spiritual food is hard to swallow. 
Oh, now we are talking. Now we are talking. You remember when we, we just read in the book of uh, Revelation, it says, when you just eat this scroll, it will be so sweet in your, in your mouth at first, but then it will become sour. Isn't it what happened? It's funny, what, that's what happened with almost every Christian I know. When you got saved, come on, you, you remember when you got saved, you were running like crazy, everything was so good, you remember that? You were like Olaf from Frozen movie, you remember that guy? You, you remember, he was so cool, oh, I love summer, I love summer, anybody remember Olaf? So all of us, we were Olafs from Frozen movie. And then there was a Christoph who told him, I'm going to tell him. And Anna said, don't you dare. Remember that moment? He was so happy. The life was beautiful. That was me in 1992. When I just got saved, I was so happy. But then, you know, the, the hardships come in. And, and sometimes that food, which was, well, which was sweet, becomes sour in my stomach. But we just need to pass that time. Come on, somebody. Because it will get better after that. Sometimes spiritual food is hard to swallow. I remember my pastor, when he came to Kiev and there, uh, there were some things he could not share with us from his, you know, um, personal life, from the ministry point of view. He could not share because we were not ready. We were just kids. After I became a pastor, I found out about the situations and stories we, which I did not know was happening five years ago. I did not know what was happening. Isn't it funny how parents are trying to protect their kids, not telling them everything what was going on in their own life? They would say, oh, oh no, you are too young for that. Isn't it true? We should be the same. We should protect our children. Come on, somebody. We should protect our kids, spiritual kids. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, it says this. Apostle Paul is talking. He said this, dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I could not talk to you as I would to spiritual people. I had to talk as though... You belong to this world, and as though you were infants in Christ. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you were not ready for anything stronger. And you still aren't ready, for you are still controlled by your sinful nature. Sometimes what we say we need to be careful because those people around us, they just got saved and they are not ready to hear. Remember those moments when Jesus was telling disciples after what's happening, come on, I will come and explain you later what is going on. Number four. Does it make sense? Number four, you cannot share what you don't have. 
You cannot share what you don't have. The Bible says, eat this book and you will prophesy to many people, nations, languages, and kings, it says in the Bible. Eat this book and then you're going to do good to other people. You're going to share what you have, what's inside of you. You're going to share this with other people. You cannot share what you don't have. You become an empty vessel. You, you become an empty thing. You can, that's why many of us, we need to eat this book. We need to study this word. We need to do anything possible to get fed into, into our lives. Because it will come a time when you will need all of that knowledge. Come on, somebody. You will need all of that teaching, all of those revelations which you get during the night or early in the morning when you were studying the word of God. I remember I came to Russia one day uh, to, to see my good friend, Pastor Dmitry. Come on, say with me, Dmitry. Dmitry, come on, say with Russian accent, Dmitry. You need to say it with Russian accent. He lives in St. Petersburg, Russia. And, uh, and he invited me to, to preach at his church. Well, well he's, uh, uh, he's, not, he's not only a pastor, he's a businessman again uh, as well. So he, he would do some businesses. He bought a TV channel and he would use his TV channel to, um, to evangelize, to do evangelistic programs, to speak about Jesus Christ, to do anything possible to be aired on a national Russian TV. And uh, I remember we landed in St. Petersburg and we got in the car and the driver said, well, uh, Pastor Dmitry wants me to take you to his studios where you're gonna be speaking live in the front of the camera for two hours. And I'm like, no, I'm not. What do you mean for two hours? Nobody told me that I'm coming to Russia and I'm going to be speaking live in the front of the camera for two hours. Would you be freaked out? I was. I, we came to Dmitry's office and I said, Dmitry, what are you doing? Why, why do I use Russian accent? I'm Russian. <laughs> said, Dmitry, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm not going to stand for two hours and speak in live in the front of the camera. And she said me a thing I will never forget. Oh, sorry, he, sorry, he. <laughs> That's my Russian accent right there. <laughs> he, <laughs> thank you, honey. Thank you, honey. He said me a thing I will never forget. He said, Zhenya, open a tab. And the water will come down. <gasps> Those five words was enough for me to understand. I said, he is right. All of those years, I would put the word of God inside of me, inside of my stomach, spiritually speaking. Come on, somebody. Inside of my brain, inside of my heart, inside of my soul. All of those years, I would do this just for that moment. And let me tell you, it was an interesting couple of hours, but people get saved. Come on, somebody. People get healed. People get blessed. Come on, let's give it up for Jesus one more time. You cannot share you cannot share what you don't have sometimes we get 
we, we, we get so amazed. How did these preachers do what they do week after week, service after service? Come on, somebody. They are doing this year after year, and they come with this fresh and anointed word of God. But that's how we are doing. We put, we put into us first, and then we, we give it to people. We put, And that's what you should do. You put into yourself, and then you give it to your people on your word workplaces, on your colleges, come on somebody, in, in your uh, people with your neighbors and all of those people, amen. You cannot share what you don't have. And number five, every Christian has either sweet or bitter taste. It's our choice. Sweet or bitter taste, it's our choice. If I can have a musician or say, um, who would come and help me to. It's my choice what kind of Christian I am. If I put sweet spirit inside of me, come on, I produce a sweet result. Have you ever met Christians who are, you, you're talking to those Christians and, and they're like, mm. 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 <laughs> Jalapeno. <laughs> and then you meet some Christians and it's totally guacamole. Like so nice and smooth. And I'm not talking about people who never challenge you. Come on, we need challenges in our lives. We need people who are telling us as it is sometimes. But it is our choice to be either sweet or sour Christian. Let's make decision tonight. I'm going to eat a good food. This food is going to become my comfort food. It's going to be good for my soul. It's going to be good for my spirit. And for all people around me in my family, in my workplace. Let's make a decision. I wanna to pray tonight for two groups of people. First group of people is, I wanna pray for those of you who wants to make this book your comfort food. Maybe you never made that decision to, to live with this book, to, to eat this book daily. Come on, daily. You make that decision tonight. Come on, I want every eye closed, every head bowed down. If you need to say, hey, Pastor Jenny, I wanna, I wanna become that person who, whose comfort food is a Bible, whose comfort food is a word of God. So when I'm stressed, I can eat it and it will do good in my stomach. And yes, sometimes it, it, will, it will be sour in my stomach, but then it's going to be all good. Come on, if, if that's you tonight, if you need to make this book your comfort food, would you simply raise your hand tonight? Come on, don't be shy, don't be worried. I see lots, lots of hands. Yes, yes, yes. Make this, make this book your comfort food in Jesus' name. Father God, I pray, I'm praying for this wonderful and amazing group of people. I'm praying for every 
man and woman in this place. And I believe you are doing something special tonight when we are making decision to follow your word, to put your word into our spirit in Jesus' name. Father God, let us experience, let us taste, let us chew this word of God in Jesus' name so we can, we can take this food and we can digest this food and this food will become and will be a beautiful and have a beautiful and beautiful results in our lives in jesus mighty name amen amen thank you for listening to the rock church and world outreach center if this message spoke to you please share it with us we'd love to hear from you you can find more information at www.rockchurch.com